an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast Halloween Special. I'm Tyler W. Moore, and... I'm Christopher Strong. And... Why is this Halloween Halloween special, We are talking about some spooky movies here on the uh, Halloween special. Um, Just a fair warning, we're going to be reaching levels of too spooky or possibly even three spooky so you know get get ready for that they get ready for is whenever this podcast gets released like uh, about three weeks after halloween ends Ooh. okay great spooky great. deadlines anyway so we're gonna talk about uh miyazaki today Hayo, spooky hayo miyazaki movies so this podcast we're talking about Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, My Neighbor Totoro, Yi's Delivery Service, Pocoroso, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl's Movie Castle, Ponyo, and The Wind Rises. Alright, alright, alright. So, I have not seen Lupin the Third. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and give your opinion on that real quick? It was great. Sweet. So, Nausicaa and the, the Valley of the Wind. <laughs> no, okay. So, Lupin III is a, uh, was a great series long, long time ago. I used to watch Adult Swim all the time. I used to watch it, like, just come on, like, this is a great show. I used to love it. This movie right here is kind of one of those movies, like, you can kind of just watch it without having any knowledge at all about the series. And it's awesome. I enjoyed it. But it's very much a Lupin the Third kind of uh, story, and Miyazaki had actually worked on some of the Lupin episodes before. So this is not the first time he's worked on something like this, but he's also the first. It's the first time he's worked on a feature film. Mm-hmm. That I thought it was like just a really great uh, start to his career. Yeah, so watch it. I definitely recommend a good watch out of it. I think you'd uh, enjoy it. It's not a movie that you know that people are gonna remember like thirty years from now, going, "Oh, this is a great movie." Blah blah blah. Right. I don't even know if it's a movie that people remember right now, but... <laughs> 30 years from now, if you want to watch it, it's still probably enjoyable. Right. So that's something else that's kind of nice about it. Okay, so I guess you want to move on to Nausicaa. It's a pretty cool movie. Um, I am I really love, like, 80s action anime. So, like, this is right up my alley. Has a really great look to it. Has a really awesome soundtrack. I, w- I would say it's more like Up Your Valley. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, totally. The slug creature's in here. Oh man, they not freak you the fuck out. Oh, they're so cool. Like all of the all of the designs in this movie, like all the weird sort of like, almost sort of steampunky like like designs are just really really cool in this movie. It has oh. a really nice post apocalyptic feel. It's great. Uh, there was a great um, release of this movie. Before oh yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I think it's like it's like a great representation of what the, the movie was really superior about. Superior dub. The superior dub. Called uh, Warriors on the Wind, which I recommend very heavily. I would I would say watch that before you watch the actual the, the, the Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. <laughs> no, no, this this is this is a, you know what? I think Miyazaki was wrong. I think that the Americanized ninety five minute version of this was great. 
hey man once you have to heavy heavily edit a movie down for like some kids or whatever you uh you know yeah because kids are stupid you know yeah, exactly. like they don't understand anything that's happening so you have to like take everything and butcher it down so that you know there, there's stupid little peanut brains will understand it you know yeah i'm sure that the 21 minutes 50 seconds i was cut out of this thing it probably didn't matter anyway so right right yeah no man um whenever kind of funny story whenever uh miramax was trying to was thinking about cutting up princess mononoke mm-hmm. one of the producers at studio ghibli sends an authentic katana with a simple message saying no cuts nice so because man i haven't watched it but i've heard about how much of a hatchet job it was so i'm avoiding it as much as possible they kind of treated it like um like uh jack nicholson and the shining just really just attached that hatched it up yeah the movie was the door and... yep exactly yeah and the the audience was uh was his wife i guess yeah, screaming Duvall. yeah Duvall. minus the bad acting <laughs> <laughs> anyway if i watched if you watch that movie by the way there's a great stanley cooper movie podcast you can listen to <laughs> i'm great at plugging your stuff now oh boy um yeah yeah this uh, for all these movies i'm going to kind of like label them as like mainly to give sort of you my main impression of the films chris mm-hmm. um if i would buy them or not um and i would say that nausicaa i would probably buy it you should absolutely buy it if i don't probably buy it for you at some point <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's certainly not his best movie in any way but like like i kind of said before like humble beginnings and i like because I love this sort of look so much, it's, it's, I, I think, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely like right up my alley. So I, I really, um, I, th- I think I'll probably end up getting this one at some point. That's something about the Disney releases though, is that they, ah, I love to charge you money. I will, I will get more into that when we talk about Kiki's. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You want to move on to the Castle in the Sky, I guess? Yeah. And just... yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Nausicaa? Uh, no, in fact, it's just awesome movie. Um, also, like I said, it's a really good start, continuation of a start, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Castle in the Sky. This is the first movie, and I think the only movie, yeah, the only movie that he has, where there's actually a bad guy or villain in this movie. Like, there's a, there's a straight up villain in this, like, he is evil. Right. Evil, evil dude. I love the visuals in this movie. I think, like, more than most other movies that he's made. Hmm. Because the fact that just like, I don't know, looking at, uh, I said just looking at this castle itself is just a great, uh, visual right. piece. But, um, I, and also like the, the costuming and the, not costuming, whatever, the, uh, the clothes that they wear are awesome in this yeah, as well. Yeah, like a lot of the art direction. Kind yeah, of art direction. Yeah, thank you. Art direction is fantastic. Very colorful. Yeah. But yeah, they utilize colors very, very well in this. I mean, he does a lot in this, but this one, this one, like, really sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was really cool. Um, like I said, this like this is the first one that has a bad guy in it. It starts off, so Shida is on a blip, but she's about to get kidnapped by these evil, evil people. Mm-hmm. And also, she's being she's already been kidnapped by evil people in the first place, so she's kind of just surrounded by a bunch of evil people, mm-hmm. and she ends up falling out of the blimp. Down, 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 down. Or the ship, I guess, wasn't much a blimp. It was more of a sky ship. Right. 
and so she's she, falling so she's falling and then she hits the ground and splatters into a million pieces and no that's whenever she's the discovered movie ends five minutes in. that's when she is seen by our main our other our main uh male and they go on a nice little adventure together I'm trying to solve a mystery of who she is and the castle in the sky which is called lapita so i honestly i this one didn't stand out too much to me mainly here's sort of the problem with like me watching some of his earlier movies is that i've already seen like all of the really good stuff he'd done later so like going back they they weren't quite as good as some of the other ones Mm -hmm. um although i like i mean you know has plenty of fun characters um uh mark mark hamill yes i'm just about to say excellent voice work by mark hamill and anna paquin uh great movie to me I bought it and I do not regret it. Regret buying it. So yeah, I like, like, like I said, it didn't it didn't stand out too much to me. I probably I'm I wouldn't buy it, but like, I so I don't have much to say about it. But I you know it's a it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching like once for sure. I don't know. Mm, that's okay. We can disagree. Right. I mean you're wrong, but it's okay. Next movie. Yeah. Next movie. My neighbor Totoro. <laughs> I would I would say that this is where uh, Miyazaki really got good. I think this is this definitely stands out as like his first just really really great movie um yeah so the two people that you need to focus on big time in this is dakota fanning and ellie fanning because mm-hmm. when they did this like this they're like they were like probably about the same ages as our two main characters in here and they were actually recording in the booth together which i think i actually made it a lot better for the voice work there's actually two versions of this of this movie mm-hmm. there's a fox dub of this in the disney dub right and i actually watched the fox dub and i can tell that they that the two girls were not very cohesive in there i think it's people people debate about this online all the time they'll be like you know the fox dub being more superior because of this and other thing and the disney one being superior to this thing and the other thing the thing the fox dub has over the disney dub is the opening theme to this is better in the fox dub than it is in the disney dub Literally, that's the only, that's the only thing I ever found. Like the two girls are not as good. No offense to their acting; they just weren't as good in comparison to these two right here because they they were in the booth together. They're actually, they're actually sisters. Yeah, they have chemistry. So they have yeah. So they have all that going for them. This the Fox Dub was kind of like oh this is okay. Yeah yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the thing is like the uh, uh, Totoro sounds a lot less scary in the Fox. Oh stuff. God, yeah, that's one of my notes here. Uh, I, said, <laughs> I wrote down Totoro is fucking terrifying, and if I I would never approach him ever. <laughs> Rawr. Yeah, first thing he does like, as soon as he wakes up is <laughs> like, like four year old little girl is braver than I am. Shit. <laughs> you know the big here also guy going for it was a freaking cat butt. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh, it's kind of a cool movie." Like the way there for like their dad to come. Uh... By the way, spoilers. <laughs> Wait for the dad come like home from uh, from the university, and you think that his bus is coming by, and I was like, "How?" So the dad's gonna see Totoro, right? That's like, like this is gonna be a thing. But also this cat thing that's shaped as a bus shows up. I'm not expecting, by the way, the teacher from the Magic School Bus to walk out of there at any point in time. I'm not kidding with you. This Frizzle, yeah. To walk out at any point in time, because, like, this movie was like, I'm sold. I'm sold. I want this thing. <laughs> and then Arnold says, I knew I should have stayed home today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, next to Totoro. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the uh, little girl right there is like, way more brave than uh, you are. Oh, yes. Because you're a little baby. I'm. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you would approach that thing, Chris. Yes, I would give it a big hug. It's okay. adorable. Wait for its claws to tear my face off. <laughs> you have that gigantic, freaky smile and it bite your fucking head off, Chris. I know that smile is like, you know, if somebody was to re-edit this movie here. <laughs> Just, like, take like take down the brightness a little bit, jack yeah, up the contrast, exactly. it would look like a horror movie. It really would. It really would. Um. <laughs> okay, so I only just found out not too long ago what the mother's illness was. Mm. The illness wasn't specific, uh, didn't specify about it. It's supposed to be apparently tuberculosis. Right. And that's based off of the fact that uh, Miyazaki's own mother mm-hmm. was away because of her tuberculosis. So it's kind of interesting that he put that his kind of self into the movie. Right. Like that. I, you know, this movie, it, um, it just has like a really great laid back chill atmosphere. With oh yeah. There's like, there's like yeah. a little bit of conflict in there that kind of keeps the story going. Just a little tiny bit of it. Yeah. Like but that's it's like, only like near the end too. But you, you let the characters, like you just want to just enjoy watching them kind of like. Right. Go through their experiences of life. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, a little there's... slice of life story. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, with the big creatures and stuff that. Slice of life story. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've I've, you know, ridden on a cat bus. Yeah, yeah. Grew a gigantic tree and ridden on a cat bus. Oh yeah. Okay, that father in there. Let's talk about the father for a second. Because <laughs> this is really important. Either he is, either he's unable to see the stuff in there. It's kind of seems like he probably couldn't see the stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the weird things going on, but he's in his study. All of a sudden, it's like. Huge tree appears. It doesn't notice. Yeah. It's like, dude. And there's a giant monster outside screaming and <laughs> taking, taking, taking your children up to the air. Which, and they could have died, by the way, in case you're wondering. You're, yes. great, you're a great father. Great movie. Uh, so would you buy this movie, Tyler? I already have this movie, Chris. Would you buy this movie, Tyler? <laughs> yes. It's the question I asked yes. you. Yes, I would. Okay, then. Great. Don't hurt me. Ah, Geek's Delivery Service. Okay, um, great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to Totoro in terms of, like, atmosphere and characters and... Yeah. Sort of the same sort of tone. Slice of life. Yeah. Again. In, in all honesty, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just give this preface for anyone who's kind of, like, interested in Miyazaki movies. He makes two, maybe three kinds of movies. Like, once you've seen one version of them, you've kind of seen all of them. Yeah, there's, like, the sort of slice-of-life ones with just, you know, small story, nice characters. And then the other ones, like, uh, the bigger sort of epic action-adventure movies. And then about half of those, which might be a subcategory, are, like, Save, save the Forest movies. So, yeah, there's, there's three types of movies. Uh, not that's not to say they're not good every time, but there's a, there's a formula to it. Watch yourself. Send all the hate mail to Tyler at IlluminationCinema.com. And I'll forward it to Chris at IlluminationCinema.com. To, and then I shall re-forward it back to you like grandma. <laughs> Except this time it'll have uh, some anti-Obama thing attached to it. It's something that Tim Allen said, probably. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kiki's. What do you think of Kiki's, Chris? I think it's a great movie. 
Nice. Yeah. Um, this this movie, I think the dub was done around 97, I think. It got us like six years old. Yeah. Um, and yes. so Phil Hartman's in this as uh, Gigi. So this is yeah. probably one of his last roles. But also, also it, it also has a the voice of Debbie Reynolds, which is insane because that's uh, that's how long ago this was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kirsten Dunst, uh, right before her career <laughs> took tank, her career tanked. <laughs> uh, so full of hope. She was in this. She was in Small Soldiers. Then she was in the Spider-Man movies, and then uh, oh, what was it? Yeah, a couple years into her millennium, kind of crashed. <laughs> Just like Will Smith. Um, yes. But yeah, man, really. Again, same vein as Totoro. Really great characters. Um, just, you know. Okay, so obviously very, we're gonna go nice in this. We're gonna split what territory here, obviously. So, mm-hmm. what did you think? Um, better way to think of this. Um. How did you feel about the ending of the movie with uh, Gigi not talking at all to her? So do, do you feel like Gigi, like she, her and Gigi do talk eventually at some point in time or whatever? Is there anything that's like... Sure. I mean, I, I honestly didn't even really think about it too much. I, uh, yeah, thought it was fine. Didn't even, didn't even bother me whatsoever. Okay. It, it did, but for me, I was like, I was like, well, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Right. And uh, there's a... There's a documentary that was out that's called uh, Kingdom of Dreams and Madness and Madness, mm-hmm. where like the assistant to me is like kind of like, I'm not actually sure her job is so it's the assistant. Um, she asked him about that very thing about Gigi not talking, and he's like, "Well, what would Gigi say?" Right. It's like I guess that's true. I guess there's really no point. Like it's kind of like they just yeah kind of sh- know like shoehorn something in for him to say yeah. So like yeah, there was there's no point in it. You just kind of yeah. you kind of just assume that they're fine yeah and this is actually a movie that i remember i remember being on cartoon network and i remember just going this is a stupid dumb girl movie blah 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 blah. Oh, wow yeah okay so we're tired look right now um i was six when this movie was dubbed all right man yeah that, it, it was on cartoon network in 2006 though okay so i was 15 <laughs> stupid dumb girl movie what time i was like, i was kind of like getting over cartoon network i guess which oh, is kind yeah, of disgusting. Yeah. That's kind of that phase where it's like, oh, cartoons are dumb, so cool, and I'm like, oh, you're playing Pokemon now, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. Uh, what, yeah, cartoons are dumb. I'm going to go watch some Halo machinimas on the internet. <laughs> um, Whoa, what are you trying to say? The only one that aired on Cartoon Network that I saw was Spirited Away, but we'll talk about that later. So like I said, this movie that like whenever I saw it, I was like, "This is to be dumb." But I was like, "I was like, hey, you know what? I'll watch it. I might, I might like this." So it's kind of like I kind of prejudged it, oh, which I shouldn't have done. Which I shouldn't have done. I don't know why I did that. This was one of the. I think this was also the last one I watched too. Ooh, same here. And um, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not sure I'm gonna like it or not. This kind of looks kind of goofy. Not, mm-hmm. not like I mean like not like good goofy, I mean like bad goofy." Yeah. I was like, ah, I don't know. Okay, I'll Good just watch goofy it. like the Goofy movie. Bad Goofy like the extremely Goofy movie. Excuse me. Whoa. Hold on. Okay, now let's pause, let's pause the podcast for a second here. <laughs> Either recording right now. Let's pause for a second. Nope. Nope. 
the disco scene in True Group for me was the most cinematic experience I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> anyway. I prejudged the movie. I prejudged it and I was wrong. I'll admit that I was wrong. I was an idiot for doing that. I don't know why I did that. Great movie. Um, I was totally definitely, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, well. Uh, I don't blame you. Um, mostly because like I, I figured it would kind of be in the same vein as Totoro, so like I, I definitely was looking forward to that. Um, unfortunately, uh, as we were saying before, Disney makes these movies like so inaccessible. Like there's there's no place like um any sort of online distribution where you can like just rent the movie for a couple bucks. You know, hard enough to like find them in like can't find them in like video stores or whatever like you have to you have to go buy the freaking movie in order to see it and it's like you know oftentimes like you know like with this one in, in particular it's like you know i think i'll like this one but i you know i don't want to spend 20 bucks on a chance that you know i know you did chris but yeah i spent more than 20 bucks on a ch- i spent 20 bucks on a lot of chances <laughs> but yeah like there's there's no way and um so I had to seek alternative methods to see it, which I, ne- <laughs> which I never do, by the way. I never do that. But because yeah, they make it so insanely difficult to see these movies, I had to. Disney, please don't sue us, please. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> make your movies more accessible. Take down the prices a little bit. Yeah, that's that's something about Disney marketing. It's like they have like the most brilliant marketing scheme of all time. Like they'll like release, you know, like Beauty and the Beast River, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like out, out of their vault. It's like you know, it cost you like twenty bucks the movie, whatever. But if you don't buy it in time, it goes back in the vault, and you can't buy it till the next time it comes out of the vault. And like you go on Amazon, it's inside the vault. It's like a hundred dollars for the movie. It's like no, you know, while that's gonna make them more money, it's also going to detract people, and they're going to you know just pirate the movie to watch it instead of you know paying to see it properly because they cost way too freaking much. You know what Netflix has done. Dropped a lot of the piracy that's happened. It dropped a lot of it down. Mm-hmm. I'm able to easily see a bunch of Disney's movies on Netflix, but, you know, not these. Because, nope. you know, they're the weird Japanese movies, so obviously, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're not as good as Lilo and Stitch. Hey, Lilo and Stitch is an American classic. Not as good as the extremely goofy movie, am I right? Also an American classic. I love the part where uh, they throw the... the the fishing line into the into the river. I like the guy with the cheese whiz. So, it's the leaning tower of cheese. <laughs> so I would I'm probably eventually gonna buy Kiki's, you know, once Disney brings it out of their fucking vault or whatever. I I, I will rate this movie by the way. I'm gonna go rate this one. I rate it five goofies out of five. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> whatever like, that laugh is. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, Porco Rosso. Yes. Oh um, boy. This story right here, I was kind of confused about why it is that Miss Piggy was playing the, the main character, but I just, you know, I kind of liked, really liked it. Because Jim Henson let this go out. Yeah, why, yeah, why was, it's kind of like, you know, Disney did Hercules. I didn't really understand why, like, Danny DeVito was the only one who wasn't animated. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, they just had, like, Miss Piggy in this movie. <laughs> Anyway, so Porco Rosso. This one's like kind of like one of his like smallest films, probably. Oh yeah. In terms of like story, probably I'm sure even budget was probably pretty doggone small. Oh probably. 
But man, I actually I got a kick out of this movie though. I really enjoyed it. Nice. That was awesome. Um, the only thing I wrote down for this movie was Michael Keaton doing an amazing job. My, I should have wrote, written down that uh, Michael Keaton did an amazing job. I put, I, I put, it was okay. Meh. I wouldn't buy it. Probably won't see it again. I actually like the story. I thought it was kind of enjoyable. It was like, you know, it's nice, like, it was like, it was like a small adventure story. I mean, yeah, like, it, was... it's fine. It's, it's, it's good for one watch. I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know that I would ever, like, go out of my way to see it again. You know, one thing that stuck out to me in this movie was, like, the, the plane that he, he flies. I was like, oh, a dumb plane. I was like, there's no way that was a real thing. Look it up. That's a real plane design. Oh, wow. I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, how did we ever get off the ground in the first place? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, when, when, when flight was invented, were they just like, okay, I have this great idea. Hold my beer. It's <laughs> like, that was like, that's like, that's like, I think it's like we were... And like Orville Wilbur, like discuss that conversation. Like, watch this, guys. <laughs> watch us guys, drive off this cliff with this with these two planks of wood. Dude, do you guys dare me to jump off this cliff with a plank of wood? There's no way they did that sober. Man. And if they did, then they need to see help. Like, yes. well, they're dead now, so they are. I would think so. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I think that's probably about all I have to say to this right here. I I say, hmm, maybe I shouldn't say buy it. I guess since you weren't a big fan of it, but right. I mean, I I say I, I like if, it. So. If you if you like have the chance to see it, like definitely don't turn it down. Just unless you have you know you could watch something else. If you could watch Spirited Away, you know, watch that instead of Porco Rosso. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, like I said, uh, Porco Rosso is nice. I like it. So yeah, that's kind of like how we differ. Yes. So let's move on to the next one. Princess Mononoke. Yay. This one we uh, yeah. actually watched. This one we watched together. Because um, we, we were doing a trishing little feature we talked about earlier called Living at Midnight, which would be released on <laughs> insert release date here. And <laughs> it's really great. I could see, like, I like I was watching it. I was watching it more like watching like Tyler watch it. Because, uh-huh. like, your face was like. Just like so excited to watch this yeah, movie. I was, I was giddy. I was like, yeah, you're like worried. Like you're like like the kind of like the guy like looks like his head like cut off. Whatever the the boar was like bleeding out. And you're like, this is amazing. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it was so different from everything else. Yeah, I'd this done. is probably this is probably like the darkest. Is it was was it PG thirteen? Yeah, it's was a PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, like, was... I think we described it. Like we were talking to um, David Young about it and who is an actor by the way in our feature film that's after Bitter. midnight which is coming out insert date here but we, we were describing it as like if uh, like Miyazaki was in, uh, influenced by Tarantino <laughs> like if he had just watched Kill Bill and <laughs> made a movie. I, I would say it's like Star Wars created by uh, Tarantino <laughs> without the Star Wars yeah which doesn't like the box say like something oh does it really Wars. Oh yeah, it says the the Star Wars of animated features. It's stupid. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> makes no sense, but whatever. Actually, what year does it come out? I wonder. Ninety seven, I think. Oh, makes no sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but like, episode one came out, whatever. No, it still hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the heck. They did the re-releases, so they had Star Wars on the brain. Mm, maybe. Um, one weird casting choice in this was uh, Billy Bob Thornton. And oh kinda, yeah, I, I kind of just like kept thinking in my head like, 
did he like really want to do this movie or was he just like you know cast to do it and just kind of showed up and started what was this before after his uh big divorce or a breakup with uh angela jolie i'm not sure (laughs) he had to pay for all the blood transfusions he needed to get after Never mind. Never mind. We should get into that. Never mind. <laughs> After Angelina Jolie drank all of it, dude, they were really weird together. Okay, man, they did some weird things. All right. We all do some weird things. It's called love, Chris. <laughs> okay, there's a difference. <laughs> Huge difference. So sorry for you that you haven't felt love and drank some blood. I would, I would definitely say that this is like the best animation that he had done so far. I mean, it would be, a, it would be surpassed, of course, but like definitely a huge step up especially for Rosso. to me this kind of feels like um him taking like the maybe like things like he learned in nausicaa and like bumping it up to like another level yeah this, this, yeah i put the same categories as, as that other movie yeah yeah this is like this is definitely the category of uh big action adventure save the forest type movie yeah, uh, this one I really enjoyed. Like I remember, like, I think I, I think I watched this one after I'd watched uh, *Spirited Away*, *Hells*, and then this was like my fourth or fifth movie I'd watched of his. Yeah, this is my fourth one. And um, it's kind of weird how that worked out. I guess, I guess like, huh, anyway. And I was like, okay, well, let's let's see what this one right here is like. And I was just like, I was so su- surprised by like how gory it really was. Yeah, it's, it's a very different step, and um. I was going to say earlier, um, when we we're talking about this in Nausicaa, like, a lot of directors, they'll kind of, you know, do a movie early on in their careers and then, like, either directly sort of remake it in a way or, like, have a different story but try and do, do uh, basically do that earlier thing again but better. This definitely does feel like that. And it's, a like, yeah, it's sort of a better version of Nausicaa. I think, I think the... Uh, the visuals of the the forest uh, spirit mm-hmm. was probably one of the freakiest things I've ever seen in my entire life. So when they like when the thing was reaching up into like the sky, whatever, with this neck like a giraffe, and it kept like, its like, head cut off. Yeah, that was so disgusting, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I was absolutely disgusted the entire time. I loved it because like it had the creepiest like it had the creepiest like face on it. It's like this creepy like I don't know like how'd you describe that that face. It's just like ew. Yeah. Ew. All the all like the designs and stuff are just great, just beautiful artwork, beautiful gory, disgusting artwork. Oh, the CGI in here. Oh yes. First time you had CGI in a movie. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that was like I think it was so awesome to do that in this right here because like what he does with the CGI is like it makes it look like something that's like that doesn't belong properly. Mm-hmm. And so like the. Uh, Little worms, or whatever, that's like attacking his arm. That looks perfect because it looks like something that doesn't belong. It's like it's. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's really unnatural. Nice. It's unnatural and yeah, it really, it really blends really well too. Yeah. But it's really the unnatural looking look to it, just because it doesn't match anything else in the movie. Right. It really works in its favor. Right. It's it's that same sort of um, feel like they would go for in something like you know Courage the Cowardly Dog for an example. Like, it's, you know, regular 2D cell animation, and then, like, they would use, like, claymation and CG for, like, monsters and stuff to make it really unsettling and uh, pop out more. Yeah, and that uh, that was used very well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, well, they said CGI, I was like, oh, no, they have a bunch of CGI in here. It was like, no, this is perfect. Like, yeah. the, the use of it is absolutely the right Utilized way to do it. Utilized for a practical purpose. Yeah. I'd only rate this uh, five Mononoke's out of seven. Um, I give it seven Dragon Balls. 
So I'm Dragon Balls. I'm at uh, seven Monokis out of five, by the way. I almost reversed it. Uh, uh, yeah, dumb then, jokes. Like, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I would, I would definitely buy this movie eventually. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. It's yeah. Gonna, it's a great movie. Yes. All right, guys, we're going to call it here for this episode, but we'll be back to cover the rest of the movies in part two next week. for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Be sure to leave your correspondence and subscribe for more. For updates on this show and our other projects, check out IlluminationCinema.com. I think, it, I think it's a terrible movie. I think oh, it's just wow. one of the worst I'll movies of all time. I'm embarrassed for you, Chris. <laughs>